Welcome to episode 33 of A Politic. We are engaged in a progressive discussion of politics for people who hate politics in five to 10 minutes. We try to keep it short and to the point. We encourage people and empower them. We're attempting to promote a transformation of our society for the benefit of everyone in the society. The goal of the podcast is to encourage voter registration and voter participation in a process of reducing conflict and division in our society. What we're hoping to do is encourage you to get informed about the issues. Society as a whole really needs each and every one of us to vote based on making informed choices. And that means really looking into the issues and not being fooled by all the misinformation available in the media. Some of that information is accurate and true. Some of it is not. So we have to be very careful as we analyze the information that we use to form our opinions and our votes. A politic pledges to give high quality information that is not biased toward a political party. We're going to look at various topics through the lens of progressive principles as we're looking at the issues, policies, and programs. We want to examine these topics using real stories and real people. Again, all in relation to our progressive principles. We're going to join Steve in a discussion of the decision by a group of private investors to buy a National Hockey League team, bring it to Columbus, Ohio, build an arena for the team to play in, and then unload the the arena onto the taxpayers of the city of Columbus. So the people of Columbus take on all the liabilities of having an arena to maintain and get none of the profits of having the team in the city other than occasional bragging rights when the team does well. And the franchise is not particularly successful in the NHL. So the arena, which the voters turned down three times at the voting booth in an attempt by the investors to get the public to build the arena, is an example of irresponsibility by private investors and a violation of principle number two. And just to review progressive principle number two, it is increases the freedom of personal and corporate enterprise balanced by personal and corporate accountability. So thank you for joining us and we are looking forward to our discussion. Uh, And number one is one of people's favorite topics, money. And we were talking about the situation in Columbus, Ohio, where some people had a bright idea about how to bring something wonderful, at least they thought it was wonderful, 
to the city of Columbus. And I'd like you to share that with the audience. What was their bright idea? Well, um, Columbus, um, for those who don't know Ohio that well, is the capital of the state of Ohio. Uh, and um, we're almost half and half mile wide between the metropolitan area of Cleveland up on the Great Lakes and the city of Cincinnati on um, the Ohio River. And uh, above and beyond being the capital of the state, Columbus was kind of uh, had a, a little bit of an inferiority complex when it came to uh, professional sports. Now, Ohio State University is the be-all and end-all when it comes to sports in central Ohio. Um, there are professional stadiums that aren't anywhere even as big as Ohio Stadium. And so uh, Ohio State football has always kind of crowded out a lot of the professional sport um, franchises. And um, oh, about uh, 20 years ago, um, the um, business interests uh, were very interested in wanting to get a uh, professional franchise, sporting franchise for Columbus. But uh, there was already a professional baseball team in Cleveland and Cincinnati. Uh, professional football was in Cleveland. Uh, professional basketball was in Cleveland. And so uh, we really, um, from the standpoint of having another professional franchise in those sports, Columbus would have been a little too close uh, mile-wise for another major franchise, sports franchise. But um, the um, powers that be uh, in the business world in Columbus thought that uh, professional hockey would be a very advantageous um, uh, sport for the city. Um, I don't believe there was, at the time, I don't even think now there was a... No. A, um, a, no a NHL, no NHL, no NHL in Cleveland or Cincinnati. None, none. And so um, there was a period where the... Um, the Hockey League was going to expand the number of teams about 20 years ago and saying, hey, you know, uh, is any city interested in wanting an expansion team? And, of course, um, the, um, the financial interest in the city uh, and some of the um, elected leaders said, hey, Columbus is, is, is really open for, for the, uh, that opportunity. And so uh, there was one little catch, and that was, an arena in which to play the sport. And Ohio State University was not interested in using St. John Arena uh, at the time. And, uh, or the Schottenstein Center. Or the Schottenstein Center, which was brand new. And so um, the bottom line was we needed an arena. And of course, uh, the, um, uh, the elected officials and the, the business interests said, well, let's put uh, a ballot issue on on for for the voters to make a decision and let's build a hundred million dollar plus arena for a proposed uh, you know soccer uh, soccer excuse me um, hockey team. Well, uh, went to the ballot box. It was defeated. Oh, they went a second. They went a second time, and it was defeated. Oh no! The, oh yes, and they even went a third time. Oh, and, not again. Uh, uh, oh, not again. And it was defeated. And I remember that one of the spokespeople for the uh, the project was asked when it was up for the third time, well, 
is there a plan B? If the voters vote it down for a third time, what are you going to do? And uh, the night before the vote, he said, there is no plan B. If there isn't an arena, we'll lose the opportunity to have uh, a soccer, a uh, soccer, excuse me, I got soccer on my mind, um, um, a, a hockey team. Well, it was defeated for a third time. Within two weeks, there's a press conference uh, with leadership from Nationwide Arena saying, we will build the arena. And lo and behold, Nationwide uh, Insurance built an arena right next to their corporate tower. Beautiful facility. I mean, uh, it was, it was quite, it's quite an architectural uh, project. And uh, for a decade, uh, they, they basically ran the arena and the hockey team. And of course, Nationwide had their name on the, on the building. And away they went. Then all of a sudden, uh, with not too much fanfare, as my recollection recalls, um, there was a move to transition the ownership of the arena to the citizens of Columbus. Wasn't and, that nice? Uh, well, it was, it was very nice. But of course, uh, they knew they couldn't go to a ballot issue because uh, it had been turned down three times. And so um, the powers that be um, were, were able to convince seven Columbus City Council members and three Franklin County County commissioners to vote to accept on behalf of the citizens of Columbus and the residents of Franklin County to accept um, ownership of the arena. Uh, no, that wasn't about, a gift, though, right? Oh, no, it was not a gift. And um, uh, lo and behold, uh, the city council voted unanimously, I believe, and three county commissioners. So 11, uh, 10 people voted on behalf of all the residents of the community to accept the arena. Well, uh, not too soon after that happened, lo and behold, the public finds out there's $80 million in debt that goes with the arena. Oh. And, oh my goodness, and look who's holding the bag now. Now, as the transition occurs, uh, you would think that the public sector would say, well, look, we need a revenue stream to, you know, retire this debt. Well, the naming rights are never paid for. So nationwide, to the best of my knowledge, pays no naming rights for the building. The parking garage revenue does not go to the public sector. And now, um, most recently, it turns out that the arena needs nearly $95 million in capital improvements. Oh. Needs a new roof. Oh, boy. And so uh, the, the interesting part about it all is that the public sector, the citizens of Franklin County and Columbus, have, after all the times they voted to not accept public ownership, they have this financial albatross around their neck. And we're in the middle of a COVID epidemic, and so there's not a lot of, not a lot of hockey going on. And so this is kind of emblematic. It not, it's not unique to Columbus, but this is how the public interest is served when the public sector leadership and the business community basically kind of work below the radar 
to um, uh, put these kind of financial albatrosses around the necks of the public sector. Now, Columbus and Franklin County, they have budgets to live within. I mean, there's there's capital improvements that need to be done. There's issues dealing with public housing. Um, There's just so much that the taxpayers of the citizens of Columbus and Franklin County need to be addressing. And here we've got this entertainment venue hanging around the neck of the of the of the citizens as a debt service that now has to be addressed. And um, you would think that um, oh maybe we'll get nationwide to you know pay for naming rights to the building, or maybe the city will get some revenue off the parking from concerts and and all. Uh, right now that's kind of up in the air and so um here we so are in the short uh, term the answer is no no well the answer is no but it's not it's not something they can go to the ballot box uh, this is something that seven city council members and three county commissioners voted on behalf of their constituents thinking that this was uh but what's interesting is the issues in the article that was raised here recently regarding what the arena needs besides a new roof that is uh, very serious. Uh, for example, the, the Lexus Lounge, quote, is a premium space for guests with preferred sideline seating. It's underwhelming, and quote, outdated furnishings and unremarkable finishes, you know. These are the things that the public should be concerned about, you know, in terms of uh, where their hard-earned tax dollars are gonna go. Uh, at a time when uh, everyone is pinching pennies uh, regarding public services and uh, capital improvements. But um, it also turns out that at 20 years of age, the uh, the facility needs nearly $95 million in capital improvements including over the next five roof. years. Including oh, well, a new roof so what we're so, going to tell people, Steve, is that while you may not be a resident of Columbus, Ohio, you won't probably have to look very far to find a situation where your public servants have agreed to take on some kind of project that's going to bail out a business or a civic uh, group of leaders who got in over their heads and they want the public to take the hit, the public to take the responsibility. And so we want to encourage people, pay attention to what's going on in your area. And 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 hold the local elected officials accountable yes. for their actions. Yes. I mean, the thing is, is that, um, you know, um, there was a, a time when a Democrat could never be elected in Columbus or Franklin County. And of course, over the last 35 or 40 years, that entire paradigm has, has flipped. And now a Republican could never be elected. But it doesn't really make any difference whether you're a, an R or a D. The electeds always are available to hear what the vested interests and in financial uh interest of the community want or believe is important because in the end 
they're the ones that will probably be funding most of the campaigns associated with uh, whoever is sitting in, in those elected seats. And, 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 it, and Columbus isn't unique. Go to any major metropolitan area in the country, Atlanta, Houston, Phoenix. I mean, it, it's the same equation. And uh, it usually sh- it winds up that the public winds up with the, um, the, the financial albatross around their neck. And um, what was amazing is in the decade that Nationwide had ownership of the arena, they never made public that they had, were generating nearly $80 million in, in indebtedness on, on the building. So, so we're going to have to pay attention to that in the future. This issue is not fully resolved, and we will be covering this story as it unfolds over the next few years. But let's Thank you for joining us for episode 33 of A Politic. As you can see, voters must be vigilant to watch out for private groups who take advantage of sleepy voters and use elected officials to sell the voters' best interests out. If these officials are re-elected without accountability, the public will be at risk for more losing propositions. We don't have the time or the money to waste on failed sports teams. Our investment capital is limited at this time, so we must be careful that whatever the public invests in will really benefit the people. Now we're going to move into another topic for the next podcast, so we'll look forward to seeing you at episode 34. Have a great rest of your day.